Welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your glorious host, Jesse May Peluso. <laughs> I have a fart machine. Unnecessary, but so necessary. <laughs> I am in the middle of the country. I'm going cross country again. I'm on the road for two months with all my dogs. I'm doing shows. Um, this last weekend, I was in Omaha, Nebraska at the Funny Bone. Shout out to everybody who came out. Shout out to Omaha Funny Bone. Beautiful city. Beautiful city. Lots of uh, delicious food. <laughs> oh, I am going to be filming another season of Game Changer, my game show for Top Golf with Matador Entertainment. I'm very excited about that. That's going to be in Sacramento. You'll get, you guys will be able to see that on the YouTube, on uh, Top Golf's YouTube page. Also on my page, I'll be posting videos variously throughout my life of things I do. So you just keep in touch with me on Instagram at Jesse Maypaluso. I also am going to be, let's see, I've got my schedule right here. Let's just rattle off some dates so you guys know where to frick to find me. August 22nd, okay, this doesn't want to tell me. Where's my fucking cell phone? Do I have my goddamn cell phone? It's right over here. Hold on, here she is. Here's the cell phone. Where am I going to be? I've got Halloween costumes pulled up. It's only August. I was going to say September. It's only fucking not even close to being Halloween time, and I'm already looking at costumes. What do you want from me? I'm excited. I love Halloween. I'm also uh, going to be... At the William Pace University. Here we go. Uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. That's August 22nd. I'm going to be at the UNC, Charlotte, September 5th. Uh, I'm going to be in Pleasantville, New York, September 7th at Lucy's Lounge. Albright College in Reading, Pennsylvania, September 10th. Scranton University, September 12th. Uh, what else do we got going on here? K- uh, KC Improv for one night only. That's September 19th. University of Kansas, September 20th. Um, the college shows, if you guys want to attend, I'm giving away a limited amount of tickets to come see me, free tickets to come see me at these college shows because they are just for the students. But for a certain number of my super fans, we are giving away some tickets. So if you send me a message at um, sharptonguepodcast at gmail.com, uh, just send me a note. Let me know what college show you want to show up to. And you could win some free tickets to see me live. jessiemay.com for all things Jesse May. All things. And make sure, you guys, if you can do me a favor, I would really appreciate it if you could go to the iTunes page and leave a rate or review. (laughs) I can't talk. (laughs) If you could rate or review the podcast, that would be so amazing. It helps me out. And you guys have left some really great reviews. I'm going to read a couple right now. Um, Let's see. The latest one from Bragger124. Brager? Bradger. However, it's, it's, I think it's Bragger. Brager? Fuck it. 
uh, titled One of the Best. I'm a door guy at a funny bone and I'm lucky enough to see some of the best comedians in the world. Jesse May is in that category, in my opinion. If you can see her live, do it. The podcast is great. There are many great conversations that are deep and meaningful but feel light and silly while being insightful and thoughtful at the same time. Thank you, door guy. I wonder what funny bone you're a door guy at. Were you at the Omaha? Uh, I'm going to have to ask every single door guy across the country who left me this wonderful review. Uh, The next one says, Goddess, this podcast is bananas. (laughs) It'll get you through whatever you're going through in life. And Jessie Mae, you're a goddess. Aw, you're so relatable and real and raunchy. I absolutely adore you. Come to Atlanta. You guys have been asking me to come to Atlanta for a long time, and I feel like I haven't delivered, mainly just because there aren't a bunch of comedy clubs there, but I think my agency is in conversation with... Uh, a, a club out there for me to come out. Hopefully I will. I know my super fan Blake Sherman would really appreciate it. Um, that, that goddess message was some was from Sebus Burks. You guys have some interesting names. Uh, Melly Mel 84 says, we'll give you belly laughs. Hilarious, entertaining, and a little bit of touching insight. Just started listening after seeing her live in Albany and I'm addicted. Great podcast to pinge to. Oh my God. Great podcast to pinge to. I am dyslexic. Great podcast to binge to. God, I need a fucking coffee. You ever just wake up and you're like, give me a fucking coffee. I need a coffee. Oh God. Okay. The fart machine is so unnecessary. You ever have something that's unnecessarily necessary? That's a fart machine. Thank you guys for leaving me these rates and reviews. It's amazing. I feel very humbled. We uh, are going to start reading some of these reviews. I'm also going to open up. I've been inspired by listening to Conan O'Brien's Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend podcast on Earwolf. It's so fucking funny. If you're a fan of Conan O'Brien, listen to the podcast. He has amazing guests. Uh, Martin Short. He's got uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Wanda Sykes. Um, even Andy Richter, his, his amazing sidekick. Who else have I listened to? I've listened to so many. Um, he also has a really great one with Dana Carvey, who is hilarious. Billy Eichner, just so many great guests. And honestly, to me, Conan O'Brien is just so fucking funny. He's so silly and he, he will play a joke and commit to it until it is dead. And usually it doesn't die. It, it goes off and becomes this weird, wild, funny ride. But he is so, so fucking funny. And I, by driving cross country, sometimes you don't want to listen to music. And I look for podcasts just like you guys, when I'm dri- especially when I'm driving cross country. So uh, the Conan O'Brien one is really, really delightful. You guys got to check it out. I love it so much. <laughs> it's gotten me through the drive. So uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great fucking podcast. You got to check it out. It's uh, available where all podcasts are available. Y'all, just go look for it. I forget what my point was, but yeah, I, I enjoy his his podcast a lot. And also, um, I, I appreciate you guys listening. I don't know if you guys watched Weeds Day last week, but my dad, who's dead, shout out to the Dead Dads Club, I think he came through on the fart machine last week. I don't know if you watched the Weeds Day Live, but I am going to, if I haven't already at this point, release the video of what happened during the Weeds Day Live. Now, Weeds Day is something I do every week where I advocate, and I I smoke weed, but I also advocate for Alzheimer's awareness and sort of, you know, 
leave, uh, try and get us together to smoke some weed and also bring some awareness to this terrible disease that ended up taking my father's life. Um, I had a fart machine, you know, that I have here, which you push a button. When you push the button, it goes. <laughs> so you have to push a button for that to happen. So during the Weeds Day Live, uh, that's broadcasted on my Instagram and Facebook page, I said I channeled my father, and I said that the, when it count down from 10, if you're here, make a noise. And I counted down from 10, and after the one, the fart machine made a noise, and I didn't push the button. It was insane. Everybody who was watching the live lost their minds. I lost my mind. I cried a little bit. Yeah, a fart machine made me cry. <laughs> the fart machine made me cry. Can you handle that? That's so stupid. Oh, my God. I'm a human being. What do you want from me? Yeah. The fart machine made me cry because I thought it was the ghost of my dead dad coming through to try and make contact with me. That wouldn't make you cry? Come on. Come on, guys. Cut me some slack. I remember what I wanted to say because I was talking about the Conan O'Brien podcast. I was inspired. Bod- Did I just say podcast? Podcast. Fuck. Tonight's show is going to be very difficult. I was inspired by the Conan O'Brien podcast because he has his fans call in and leave messages. And so I decided I'm going to start doing that too because I would love to hear what you guys have to say. And I think it would be funny to play your messages and answer them on the podcast. So we're going to start doing that. I'm going to have Katie set that up for me. And if you do get a chance to listen to the Conan O'Brien podcast, you must please, please you'll thank me later. Conan O'Brien needs a friend. It is, if you're a fan of his, which I don't know if you, uh, why you wouldn't be because he's so silly and hilarious. You will enjoy the podcast. Speaking of enjoying the podcast, this guest coming up is one of my most favorite new people that I've met. I've known, I've known him for a little bit, but not on a personal level. We never really sat down and had a real conversation and he was so, hilarious and candid with me during this podcast that I felt honored. I hope he didn't lie. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) We had so much fun at the Just for Last Festival. It was so great to be able to perform with him. He hosted all of our nasty shows for two weeks at the Just for Last Festival. And he really is magical. He's so talented and such a delight and very, very Uh, vulnerable and hilarious to a level that is just innate to him. You know, sometimes people are just born funny and this human is definitely born funny. I hope you enjoy the born funny, very hilarious dumpling of a deer, Mr. Bobby Lee. Sharp Tongue Podcast. You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Peluso. It's a personal... Look, well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary, a deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's gonna get dirty. You might cry. You probably laugh. Hopefully, you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family. I talk about farts. farts. I talk about love, loss, comedy, how hard it is to make it in this biz. I'm a fucking professional. I talk about my dog sometimes. Each week, it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's gonna be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me.
<laughs> I put her at the travel lodge just to keep her keep her on her toes. What's up, Bobby Lee? Hey, what's up? Are you um you Virgo, told me I'm a Virgo. I'm a Virgo too. Are you really? What's your that, bro- That's why you're so fucking crazy. <laughs> There's something about you. I go, that's a crazy lady. <laughs> Katie told me you were telling secrets about me, but it was all nice stuff. What was the secrets? You said a word that you thought of with me was what? What well, was it, Katie? You know, listen, when I compliment Jessamay, please don't give it to Jessamay. Oh, it's, it's too late. She fed it to me last night like a, like a dessert. I'll tell you what I said. Basically, essentially what I said was, is, is that, um, that when you're performing, I feel and see pure joy. That's really nice. Well, you're... But also, people with re- retardation has that have that thing. <laughs> you know, I've seen like people with retardations. How many joy- re- retardations? Multiple? Yeah. <laughs> God. You have retardations. I have multiple. Five. <gasps> oh my God. Like you look like you have five retarded diseases. You know what's weird is he's an emotional support pet for retardations, what? and yeah. he's on your lap, not mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you might have a touch of the retardation. And I'm sorry, millennials, that I said that word, but, um, but that's it's what Jessime is. You, it, you were saying it more out of just right. what you saw. You're just saying that you saw that I might be a little retardations. It's not... I don't feel triggered. But still, it looks like you're having joy up there. So that's, I am. It, it, it inspires me. That's really nice. It, when I watched you perform, okay, that, that, I don't, I, I didn't say that. That's so interesting because I didn't care. Uh, when I watched you perform, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want you to talk about you. You ate half of the mic stand. Well, you fellatioed it. You fellatioed the microphone. But I did it because I wanted to show the CP that I could do it. Uh, you deep throated the mic stand. I want black people to know that I, if, I'm not gay, right? But that's how I blow black dudes. In an, in a sexual apocalypse, you are available. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you're definitely... I would do... I would suck a black guy off if I had to. Would you? But I'd have to do, like, the thing with my lips like the Joker, because... <laughs> I'm gonna piss my pants. No, I would have to slice... <laughs> I would have slice three inch on each side, right, in order for it to fit in my mouth fully. Yeah, that's tactful. That's very... I'm a thinker. You are a thinker. Yeah. Did you go to college? I... Are you fucking crazy? You're you not did dumb. It. You, you're not dumb. I'm you really play you play dumb. You're one of those Asians that play dumb. You know other ones that play dumb? There's a few, but only like six. Yeah, yeah. You know six Asians? I know How many six. Asians do you know? About six. So you grew up with Asians? I, I grew up in a very multicultural neighborhood. Yeah, my, my high school was mainly mixed. Oh, yeah. where, where, where? Hi, uh, Syracuse, Henniger High School. Is that in New York? It's upstate New York. Oh, wow. Yeah. Where did you grow up? San Diego. Polar opposite of you. Yeah. Totally different. Completely liberal. Yeah. I grew up with um, a lot of flips. What does that mean? Filipinos. Okay. Flips? Yeah. I call them flips. Okay. Cool. Did you know Joe Coy? I knew Joe though when I was 23. So how long ago is that? Because I don't know how old you are. You look like you're 20. Are you serious? Yeah. God, you're old. you know, I'm leaving. You don't this look old. Negativity. You don't look old. This is not the kind of thing you I want to do at this point in my life. You look old. You look All great. All right. I forgive you. How, how long? Did you say I'm sorry? I'm sorry. <laughs> um, how long have you... So you've been doing comedy for how long? No, I've been, I, I've been doing comedy since 23, but you have to listen to me, okay? Okay. You, you, you might think, well, he should be further along, right? But what happened was, Jess Amoy, <laughs> Jess Amoy is, is that... When I was on Mad TV, I hardly did it. I did eight years on Mad. And when I was on Mad, I didn't really do it that much. So that when I 
the show ended, I started out of desperation, started doing it again because yeah. I needed to make money. Right. Because I couldn't get another job. Um, that must have been difficult. Did you, like when you got Mad TV, what was your mindset? When I got Mad TV, I, I, well, I, you have to imagine I was um, 29, maybe 30, and I um, had been doing comedy for, since I was 23. So yeah, only a few seven years. Seven years. Yep. And then um, when I got it, I thought, oh, my life is going to change. And right. it got worse. It got worse. A thousand times worse. Why Why would you say it got worse at that point? Because it, it, it really, um, my character defects and the things that I don't like about myself as a defense mechanism, they came like to the surface and I was like, I had to survive and I hated it there in the beginning. And Be- what, what, what character well, they defects? Me, my, I have a lot of character defects. Like I like it to lie a lot. I'm a big liar. Like lie about what? Just out of survival. Like, I'll lie about anything. Like, um, like calling me Joy, was that a lie? No, no, no. I don't. Def- Why would I do that? Why would I pull over your fucking friend? Why the fuck would I pull over your fucking friend, pull her aside, and lie to her fucking face? Because you just said you lie. Yeah, but I lie about shit that's like, you know, that's not meaningful. Okay. Like, White somebody lies. Will go, someone will go, hey, did you see Endgame? You'd be like, yeah, it was so good. Oh, amazing. And you didn't see it. No. So but you the lied reason why to you do it so you don't have to get into the conversation. Ah, I, I, don't, I, I don't even want to hear, well, these are the reasons why you should see it. I don't even want to go through <laughs> that thing. So I just go, I saw it. Right? And they go, you did? I go, yeah. yeah we're, I don't want to talk about it. That's why I lie. You know what I mean? Or like I lie, you know, because I show up to things late or I don't want to do things. You were early. You came like two minutes early yeah, here. I was thinking about 40 lies. On- <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I was 40 lies from my hotel room, which is like really? 10 down. Are you on the same floor? Yes. Oh. And I'm like, what lie? Can-? But then I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, you're here. Well, did you think, did you settle on one lie that you were going to tell me? Well, what the, was number the, one, one? the number one that always works is some sort of illness, like <laughs> diarrhea. Diarrhea is like the best. Right. Or some, I get bloody noses a lot. Yeah. I mean, you can't miss something because of a bloody nose. Those only last, like how long has a bloody nose lasted? I understand that. But then I say something like I have a chronic headache and I have a condition. Oh, and that now I feel bad. The doctor bad. says that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You got and a I'll take the photo it. of me with the bloody nose. <laughs> Jesus. And I'll send it to you like I can't go. <laughs> Do you have a stock bloody nose photo that you use? No, no, no. On no. your phone? I should have one. <laughs> you should. I should have several you different ones. different ones in different outfits. Car, car accident with a, oh, with a thing. That's a commitment. Yeah, yeah. It's a commitment. <laughs> Right, or maybe like I'll do like a scoliosis walk, <laughs> right? And go I have sco- I have scoliosis. It only happens like every- no. it comes up every once in That's a while. That's not how scoliosis works. Yeah, but my friends are it's all chronic. dumb. All my friends are dumb, so they would go, "Oh, he's got scoliosis." <laughs> you know the other one I use, which makes no sense, is sickle cell anemia. I go, "I have sickle cell anemia," and they're like, "You're not black." And I go, "Yeah, but I sucked off a black guy. That's why my mouth looks like the Joker." Or something like that. Whatever. You got it from the microphone. You jerked <laughs> yeah, off yeah, the yeah, festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is your first time here, right? Yeah, man. It's crazy. Isn't that crazy? How many times have you done this it? This is only my second time, but this is my first time feeling like actually a part of the festival and feeling... What happened last time? Uh, I just did a TV taping, the Kevin Hart LOL Network. I did a TV taping and I rushed my material. It wasn't ready. It wasn't ready at all, but I felt pressure to put together a set or take something from the set that I already had to put towards this TV set. And I just... You know, we were talking about that before, like looking at yourself on film. Yeah. It's just, and you were talking about how you like, you haven't done a special yet. And there's value in that. Yeah. There's value in not having a bunch of, 
you know, trashy material out there that you can't get off the internet because somebody else owns it. Yeah. Is that what happened to you kind of? Yeah, it no? wasn't great. Yeah. You know, I look back on it and I'm like, that's not a representation of me at my best. Yeah, but how many years was that ago? That was four, three and a half years ago. Three wow. years ago. Yeah. So when you were there, but now you're having a good time. Yeah, now it feels, I feel at home, like especially with our our shows in the lineup that we have, like Big J, and we've got Andrew, CP, Bonnie. Um, it, it just, it feels right. I feel like, like you were saying, we all kind of click. Yeah, there's no, there's, it's not weird. There's, yeah, I, I, there's always one person that makes it weird, but right. there isn't that guy. There's not one person. Girl, yeah. Like, we have good energy back there. How do you feel? Because you're hosting. That's well, a, you know, my, big... my, it's thankless. You know, it's, it's, it's. I've thanked you every fucking night, Bobby. I know, but not thankless in that way, because when you give me a compliment or you put me down. <laughs> Right, I just take it, you know, because I know that you have head injuries or whatever. Because I have retardation. Yeah, that's what both, all five. five. Yeah, but you know, when I look at you, like if I see somebody that's like blind, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like a blind. There was this guy named Chris Fonseca in in Texas, and he has like he's paralyzed from the neck down or something, but he still does stand up. That's how he does it. He calls it stand up still. Well, yeah, I know, right? I, what a liar! Sit down. Talk about, yeah, 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 sit yeah. Down. And he, that's what you should call a special: sit down comedy. Yeah, yeah. That's all he can do. He can't. Yeah, and but you can't even barely talk to though. So he's got real like yeah, paraplegics. Yeah, he's like this, right? He has like some sort of thing. <sighs> muscular. You should use dis- it as a new lie. You should add that to the add list. muscular dis- dystrophy. Yep, add it to the list underneath sickle cell. Yeah, but he's and he goes up on stage, right, <laughs> right like this. He goes, hey, everybody! That's how he does. <laughs> and people you know how they, people have to listen real right. deep because you know what i've because i've done a lot of shows with like people like that yeah which is let me say something guys okay, it's we're all the same we're all, well we're not we're all connected not one person's not. better than the other person well, i'm just saying people. things out of comedy there's in the context of comedy people. who you well, that's true yeah <laughs> that's totally true that's totally true <laughs> Now you're bright, huh? You're into it. I like it. Um, but yeah, you know, also like about you is is that you're probably. I've never met a white woman like you. What does that mean? You called me a so, futuristic. You're from the future. <laughs> he said I was from the future in Japan. That's my role. Ro- <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, did you wear that Tokyo shirt because I'm doing your podcast? Yes, but also because you said, "Wait, I know you're not from Japan, but you said I looked like." Something from the future in Japan. That's why I wore this. And also, it was the only Asian thing that I had besides my jacket. But, yeah, but I don't it. know anything about that. Well, then, I don't. That, I have nothing to do with Tokyo. But you said I looked like I was from Tokyo oh, right. in the future. You're right. Thank You're right. You. I did say that. I'm I also, sorry, the only bad. other jacket I had had koi fish on it, and I felt like that was a little bit more of a cultural appropriation. <laughs> 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 I could put that fucking jacket on and see how you feel emotionally. Yeah. What's the other thing you love Here's about what me? I love about you, too, because you do this like really harsh out of nowhere Asian accent on stage, right? <laughs> and when you do it, it hits my spine, right? And then I, I like, I, it's like a jolt of you know, crystal meth or something. Like you do it, I, you wanna do the, do the voice, do the voice. You have to do it. Do the, do the voice right now. Well, just tell me what you say again, I'll try to do it for you. <laughs> what is the thing you say on there? But do it in American ang- English. What the fuck is wrong with okay, you right wait, now? Wait, 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 uh, I can't Yeah, you can do it, you're doing it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah when yeah. you do that, it, I could be a block down the street, <laughs> and it's like a it's like a dog thing where I can hear it and no one yeah. else can. Yeah, it's really just I love it though. It's, it's dead on. But um, it, it came know, from a joke that was much 
that just didn't have any place in any set. It just was a very dumb Asian joke that I used to do for my mom because she loved it. And then I just took that voice out and put it into that moment. Yeah. How about you? Like, did you grow up in like the woods? I did. I, I actually grew up in a like cave. That. In a cave. No, no, no. You, hey, you had an, you had like, you had a car and education. We didn't have a car, but we had a, a, a covered wagon. <laughs> really, but it moves. We had a car it and moves. Education. <laughs> right, it moves. Up. <laughs> well, a yeah. couple blocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the wheels were square, so we really had to shove it down the street. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't know how wagons work, but I'm you sure you had a car. You do. Right? You did have one. Growing up. Yeah, we had a Caprice Classic. There we go. Well, then you had all the kind of modern conveniences. What did you not... What did you do? What did but, you uh, do? When I said woods, though, I meant like <laughs> deep no. woods, like moonshine. No. But that's what you seem like. <laughs> that's why I was saying it. <laughs> I'm sorry. So mean to you. No, you're so... You're, so, you're honestly... So early and so mean. You're so fun. I, I was telling you. Get me Kate. a beverage. <laughs> is there beverages? You have water? Yeah, we have My water. My mouth is so dry. Yeah, we can have water. Can I get one? Go get one. Go grab a water. Yeah, it's over there in the corner near all my drugs. Oh, God. <laughs> Bobby just <laughs> broke the set. <laughs> he broke the set. This is good. We found the video. We found, we found our promo popped off that was great bobby you're graceful jesus you're like a, you literally are a bull in a china shop well, i'm not a dancer well you can tell Hi. you can tell the, the grace that was just displayed with Hi. you walking I'm by <laughs> i'm sorry what you talk the fucking wire in oh my god well maybe just know that you're on a somewhat of a set yeah, here sorry jesus christ i'm so sorry anyway, anyway what were we talking about we talking oh you about we're talking my, about you you're being, from the woods living in the back woods you look like that girl right that like two things three things could have happened oh, to you jesus this is what this is what you are. This okay. is the kind of white girl you are. Thank you. Three things could have happened this, to you. There's the title up. of the podcast. Right. What kind of white girl are you? You seem like a white girl, right? That number one, um, either got abducted by aliens, <laughs> right? Like you're one of those, and then your whole life you talk about it and no one believes you. <laughs> it happened June second. You know, I was camping with my father. Right, and I felt Are we a good, cold. Katie? Okay, I, I felt a cold prod in my butthole. You know what I mean? And then that's like at 40, 50, like sixty, you work at a diner, and that's your story that you tell everybody, right? Okay, Num- that, possible. Okay. All right, so number two, okay. right, the thing that could have happened to you, yep. is you're just one of those. That f- they found you naked on the side of the river. What, just there? Dead. dead. They just did dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You seem like uh, someone. A that girl would, who go missing and die. You look like I'll tell you what you look like. You look like when like um. <laughs> Remember when Jodie Foster in uh, the accused? No, not even oh. not the accused. No, oh. Silence of the Lambs when she was an FBI, right? Yeah, that she was walking by TV or something, uh-huh. and Buffalo Bill, you know, I me mean, took this person, this, and then you're like the third. I'm the third yeah, photo. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. so I look like I can go missing. Or number three, a really good comic. <laughs> so you know, I me, mean, you took the right road. Wow! Yeah. Wow! That really, you know, it was very colorful. I feel like it was accurate. Mm-hmm. You know, bitches can go missing. 
It's easy for girls to go missing. We're too we're too uh, gullible, right? And we're too polite. Yeah, I've stopped being polite to strangers because there's always a a chance they might want to take me away. It's different for females on the road than dudes. Yeah, it is. I can't I can't imagine doing the road as a woman. Well, from just from your perspective, what's the most annoying part of it? Like, what's the part where you're like, oh fuck? The thing about the thing about the road is is that. For you or just for me? For you, like the experiences that you've felt where you're like, this is the pain in the ass You know, it, it's funny that you say that because the last couple of years, um, it's been better. Yeah. But before that, it was like hit and miss. Like, you know, so you'd go to a club and you'll sell out like every show. Right. And then you like, you go, I'm the shit. <laughs> I'm Kevin Hart now, you know, you, you like your things going to your head. Right. And then you go to some places and you don't sell any tickets. And then you're like, I am not going to survive. I'm going to have to work at In-N-Out Burger. Yeah, I'm going to die. I'm, I'm going to be scooping beans. Poor, yeah. I'm scooping beans. Yeah. Not that that's a bad job, anybody. Everybody calm down. Yeah, We're not... I, I know, but scooping, de- scooping beans is a bad job. It's a bad job. Yeah. It's not a job that you want to retire on. No, no, you don't. That's you, a kid job. That's a kid job. Or yeah. it's like, you know, you just got out of jail and this is the only place you can go to. Yeah. Those are, those are the other options. Yeah. Yeah. But now, because of my podcast, I go on the road, and it's pretty much all full every time now. And do you love your fans? Are they wild? Like, what kind of fans it's do you have? It's not really a love. <laughs> it must a, be. You have a Patreon. It's a, um, I'm the leader. Yeah. And I've always wanted to be the leader. Right. Because I'm not, you know, a lot of alpha males, I've, I read it on comments. I can't listen to Bobby's podcast because he thinks he's an alpha male because in my podcast, I rule. Right. Right? You're ruling here, too. Are you going to chew that grape? <laughs> Why? It's in your cheek. I know. Yeah, but... Are you just going to save all the snacks I, I'm, I'm, I'm absor- It's absorbing into my cheeks. Okay. No, I just didn't want to... I don't want to go over it again another one, so I want the flavor Yeah, to please like- don't go anywhere. Please... <laughs> Stay put. You're a fucking asshole. <laughs> you know that? You're a real racist asshole, right? <laughs> okay. I'm gonna chew it then. Uh, chew it. Chew the grape. Jesus. Oh, uh, frozen grapes are great. The best. They're great. They're really, really wonderful. Especially oh, when you're a little zooted off on some marijuana. Uh, you know, I enjoy it's it. It's so funny about dogs because before I met my girlfriend, you ate them. Even worse. <laughs> even worse. Bobby, don't tell them. Tell what? Don't tell the people. I don't fuck them. It was just a joke when I said that the other night. I've never fucked a dog. You've looked Chaplin in the eyes like you wanted to a couple times. At the airport, he was a little scared. He felt me too'd by you in the tarmac. Yeah, it's true. Because he knows knows that my dick is small. (laughs) And he knows that I'm one of the humans that could really do it for him. My dick is so small. Is it really? My dick isn't even a dick. Is it like a light switch? It's like a boil. (laughs) You know, because there's fluid. There's like fluid, but it's deep. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like a boil. Like a polyp? Yeah. And when women look at my penis for the first time. What do they say? What's the general consensus? They just start. They have a face like they're almost sick. Like, oh, they're going to throw up. Really? My dick is nine colors. <laughs> oh, my and it's, God. And it's not a, ma- a big mass. Did Bob Ross paint it before he died? That's very good. No. <laughs> No, it has like, it's more like Jackson Pollock because it's got oh, like okay. splats of okay. different colors. Splats right? of yeah, colors. Yeah. Is that the sickle cell? But it's, yes, okay. it's a sickle cell for sure. Yeah. I describe my penis as, um, <laughs> I, the only way you can describe it is, did you see the movie E.T.? <laughs> did you see the movie E.T.? I love E.T. Right. So do you remember when E.T. was sick in the river? 
<laughs> right? He was dying. The glow was gone, right? Really grayish. Your right? dick flowers die. Gone. The flowers die. Your dick glow is gone? Yeah, my dick looks like a sick alien. Oh, yeah, God. Yeah. Well, it sounds like something that would have abducted me and nobody would have believed the story for yeah, 50 that's years. Right, that's and true. I'm stuck in the diner. But do you know why I like that? Why? So when women are sucking my penis, yeah. I look at them <laughs> and I go, yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh my God. It feels good, yeah. Wow, Bobby. Because women know that I'm um, that there's certain physical things that I'm not really good at. But do you feel insecure about no, it? No, I don't give a fuck. I'm What's like something? An, is there anything in, in your past? Because you're talking about like the one thing I'm insecure about is has to do with comedy. It has nothing to do with anything else. Physically, I think that's normal as a performer. Yeah. Like, what are your insecurities as a performer? Because you honestly, you look at home and you look like you're having fun on stage. And everyone backstage has been saying that. But in my head, the, what happens in my head, especially this week, is is that why did it take so long to get here? But that's just fear speaking. That's just fear, that. That's just your internal monologue that's based out of fear. It's not. It's not about self love. It's about you finding something wrong with the situation so that you don't have to succeed. So that you feel like you don't deserve it. But none of that is real. You're here now. What is it? What does it fucking matter? Why you're you right? Weren't? You're right. You're right. You're right. I you're said right. the same thing to Katie. I said the same thing to Katie. You know, I was talking to Traeger, and she was saying how she's been here five times before. And it, I heard a little voice go, "Well, why haven't you been here five times before?" And then they shut it the fuck up because it doesn't matter. Yeah, we're here now. Yeah. Okay. But seriously, why haven't you done it before? Yeah, I, because, I, I, but I think because, <laughs> I, 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 I want to tell I'm you the kidding. reason why. Okay. Why do you think? And this is probably my own head. It's it's definitely your own head because of where the source is. Right, but I've always been the last guy invited to the party. Why do you think that is? And I I don't I, th- I think it has a lot to do with me, not as a, as a talent, uh, my talent, but it has to do with me just my your personality. Personality, yeah. Because I'm not um, like for instance, when it comes to like industry, I'm I'm the po- I'm great with comics. Yeah. I'm great in front of comics. You, you guys are family. Like right. it's like we, it's like going to an A meeting, right? Because <laughs> yeah. I'm in I'm in that, and that you you can you relate to everyone because yep. you have that common thing. Mm-hmm. And you can bust each other's balls, and you know but it's the cool. The people that make decisions, what I call the gatekeepers. Yep. It's taken a while. Well, that un- that's understandable because in your mind, and in most performers' mind, especially comedians, we think that they are holding the key to our success, and yeah. that's our bi- that's the biggest lie we have we've ever told ourselves it's so crazy it's so crazy you know and you, you look at somebody like andrew schultz who's paved his career for himself like he's making everything his own he's self-producing he's putting out all those videos wow and he's built his he did that he did that yeah and he's he's you know created this whole fan base off of his own content not I, gatekeepers telling him what he needs to do i've never heard of him before <laughs> no i'm being real that's okay and I, and, I, and I told him that's okay when i first met him though i said to him i lied Oh, you, you did one fan. of those lies. I go, big fan, right? But you I, did the Endgame lie yeah, to yeah, Andrew yeah, Schultz? Yeah, 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 in the beginning. But then Did after you come clean? That night when I met him and then that night I saw him perform for the first time. Yeah. I had chills down my spine. Because you, cause you didn't like it? No, I liked <laughs> it so kidding. much that I like, then I'm like, I lied to the guy. Yeah. Right, so um, he's, just, he's just the kind of performer that um, I needed to see at this time. Yeah. Because he infuriates me. Yeah. Because he's young, mm-hmm. he's talented, mm-hmm. and you can see the beast come yep. out, right? Yeah, and you can see the work. Yeah. And I've been so I've been so blessed, but so that makes me lazy. 
Well, you know, <sighs> it makes me lazy. I don't. You're late. I don't. I wouldn't call you a lazy person, but I don't know you. Yeah, you. you I don't, don't know. know you don't. I don't know, know me. I'm telling you right now. I'm a lazy piece of shit. What do you do when you wake up? Like here in the festival. I woke, I've been waking up at five six p.m. Really? Every, that's why when she said eleven wow. whatever the thing was, and what did I say? I said, "Can we make it later?" Well, you know, next time we'll know that you're you're a late riser. No, I appreciate I, you waking I feel, up. No, I feel great right now though. That's good. What the reason why I showed up because I had to do this too. Yeah, you had to do your Patreon. Yeah, you yeah, killed yeah. two birds with one I'm stone. Doing two, yeah. It's fine. But if I didn't have to do this, I would I would have said I had diarrhea or or I had scoliosis or you something. You would have showed me a picture of your bloody nose. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where where is your family? Like where are they living? My parents are um Korean Korean Korean, 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 Korean. It's Korean. Korean. They read the Korean. Crayons. Crayons. They use crayons. Okay. No, they're Korean, <laughs> and they're. Um, my dad um, was a, you know, a nightmare. Growing growing up. Was he? Yeah, he was an alcoholic, and he. Um, I feel a little bad because he had. He you know he, he has he has a stroke. Yeah. You know, and so. Um, well, my dad's dead, so I can relate to oh, stuff like that. Why do you say like that? <laughs> Why do you say it like that? <laughs> Just to break the tension. But is it real? Yeah. My dad's not it's really not, I don't t- My dad really didn't have can a stroke. You, I lied. Are you lied? I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> I lie about my dad know, dying you just to avoid oh, things? That'd be, that'd be brutal. That'd be great. That'd be brutal. Yeah. He di- How many times can somebody die? That's true. So your dad was a nightmare? Yeah, he was an alcoholic and he um, also a rageaholic. Oh. So a lot of like growing up, like we, I, li- I grew up in San Diego, but then I lived in Minnesota like between two and nine, and then we moved back to San Diego. But um, during the Minnesota years, I just remember like living in f- constant fear as a child. Yeah, I mean that's that that's like, detrimental to your growth. Yeah, well, like one night my brother and I shared a room, and it was like two three in the morning, and my mom, my mom, um, barged into the room. And she opened her mouth, and her teeth were gone. What? Because he punched it out. Are you fucking so serious? Is this... shit, yeah, shit in front of the door to barricade the door, and my dad was coming through. Like, it was that kind of thing. Oh, how, how many brothers and sisters did you have? Was just you brother and your Steve, brother? Yeah, my brother Steve, yeah. And he's older than you? Younger. How, and how did you guys, did you guys, did your mom stay with him? Yeah, they're still together. What? Yeah. You know it's, why? It's because, a different no, generation. It's not, it's just, you know, it's, you know, it's not that you Koreans are weak. I know. I mean, white people are weak. <laughs> and uh, American, no, no, we're all weak. But Americans are here. Need domestic abuse. Uh, no, oh, that is true, right? <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. It's weak. It's not weak to. I know. I can't. I to, know. I know. You're right. Leave. What I just said there. I can't believe I even said that. You're right. No, but there's a, there's a point to what you're saying. I was trying to make a joke out of it, but no, you're but right. No, but it was funny. I I, I enjoyed it. I yeah. thought it was. I think it's funny to make fun of. You know everything. Yeah, I make fun of every dark. You have you have to make fun of every dark thing that because everyone experiences one of them. Yeah. And there's only you know you have to find some sort of light. And and do you think like what at what point did you realize you were funny? Like did these dark things that happened with your dad was it was it a way for you to escape? Was it a way for you to like make your brother feel safe or your family feel like some sort of calm or normalcy? Like being funny as a kid. I mean, you know we. Like you could have turned out many different ways, right? Like an dead, alien, dead on dead the side whore. of the dead on the side of the river, right? Alien abduction. Yep, probe. Stand up, okay. <laughs> I too had other destiny. What were your? What were it's your? It's either comedy, destiny? and I'm being so real right now. It's so sad and scary. Okay. It's either comedy or Cho Sung Wee. Cho Sung Wee. Yeah. What's Cho Sung Wee? Cho Sung Wee was a guy that shut up Virginia Tech, the Korean guy. Oh. Sh- Bobby, not being real. You're, I could have gone that way. Well, I, I can. Well, that's 
you're saying something that's actually, I think, real on a psychological level. Yeah. Because those children are unloved. They're abused. Yeah. They're neglected. Yeah. There's definitely something in that like formative state, those younger years, where it's it's so detrimental to their growth, and it makes them go off in another direction. You're absolutely correct. Yeah. Here's I, I just thought of it. Just a, there's a f- new idea that I had in my head, but I think um, what saved me back then was doing drugs and alcohol so early. Wow. That I went to rehabs at a young age. I would think the first time I went to a rehab was I was 15 or something. Oh, Jesus. And I went to a couple more up until I was 17. Yeah. Right? And, and then I got sober. And like how, real long, sober. how long have you been sober? Well, that time I was sober for 12 years. That's a long, that's a long stint. But th- this time I've been sober for 17. Well, that's that's So that's imagine impressive. that's like um, a long time. That's a really long time. You should be proud of yourself. Well, no, I, I don't really pride because it's like I'm... If I do it, it's I'll die. Yeah, it's not even a. It's a more of a survival kind of a thing, right. you know. But um, my you know my brother and I could have turned out to be like violent, crazy people, but my brother and I turned to the arts. Like my brother was like dancing. He would dance, rap. He's very good at those things. Yeah. And um, you know, we're both in recovery. He, he's he, you know he. He said it out loud before. So he is he dancing now? Is that what he does for a living? No, he's like has his own. YouTube channel. That's awesome. It's the Stevie Weeby show. Really? Yeah, he has a Stevie Weeby show, and he has his own YouTube channel. That's yeah. awesome. And he's making some money off of that. And so, um, how's your relationship with your parents now? We don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I love talking about anything. I don't, I'm not ashamed of anything, man. It's like, you know, I, th- I these are the three things that happened as a young guy that I said I would take things to the grave but I didn't okay the three thing, events were my dad being violent mm-hmm. sucking dick mm-hmm. and then the third one is being molested wow yeah yeah I think the fact that you didn't take those to the grave and <laughs> you're sharing it yeah yeah that will help somebody go along the correct path for them by hearing you yeah, so here's what I, I believe that everything happens for a reason. So, okay, I had an abusive this and that, right? I'm molested by a guy with Down syndrome. And then I also, for some reason, I would just sporadically suck a guy's dick. During, I'm being real. during years of kid. sobriety or no, just. As a, no, when I was a, a drinking as a kid. Right, right. I would go to these parties, right? And then I would like, suck some guy's dick. Same. Yeah, but I'm not gay. Okay. That's the thing with me, is I yeah. couldn't get any girls. Right. So I just resorted to anyway. I didn't I needed any kind of sexual attention. Yeah. Right. But then in recovery, when I got sober, it, it, you know, it's a spiritual thing, getting sober. That's it, what. That's why you know you could you can get sober by just like, you know, ni- white knuckling it like I'm not gonna do it, and you just right. constantly like that. But like fighting it almost like it's uh, like it's a battle instead yeah. of embracing it, you're just like fighting it. Yeah, but when you're in recovery, you don't think about it at all because it, it's magically. The obsession is magically removed from the equation. Is it replaced with another obsession of God? Right. Supposedly, it's God. And Some what, people is that take what it, it is for you? It's not. I don't believe in Jesus, or I don't believe in like you know organized religion. But I do. I mean, I and I don't know if I believe this, but I do. But my mind's like, well, how? Why do you believe that? But I don't want to think about it because I don't want to doubt it. Right. So. It doesn't matter. It does. But I mean, it, that part, the doubt. You're gonna boot me. Yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm speaking from an outside p- opinion, so it's just my opinion. So it. Yeah. Having that doubt 
I'm saying it doesn't matter because the the faith in it is what's keeping you on the straight and narrow. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, but it also taught me about spiritual principles, like things that my immigrant Korean parents would never say to help me because they just don't know the tools. Yeah. But like little things like, you know, that nothing really matters except the moment. Right. Right. The future doesn't exist. It doesn't. The past is gone. You know what I mean? This is all we have. Like little things like that where you can, you know, you, you understand as a young man also by getting sober is you realize that the only way to get out of your predicament is to help other people. Is to be selfless. Yep. Be- and it's not because you're a good person. Is you do it because, you know, my problem is I just constantly think about myself, and my predicament in life, and this and that, and I'm so self-centered, and that feeds into my alcoholism. So it's like you have to get out of yourself. Do you when you when you're self-centered? Do you feel guiltiness about thinking about yourself, and then you think? No, it's just, you don't think about it. It's just you just know that. You know, that, that that's a part of the root of relapse, I think, is yeah. to, like, not go to meetings, not help other people, you know what I mean? Just do, they call it self-will run riot. Self-will run riot? Yeah. What is that? You're just doing whatever you want to do, you know what I mean, and without any consequences or thinking about what the behavior is going to, you know? Right. And is that, like, a sentence or are those words that are beginning of another idea, like self Ba 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 ba. Will da 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 run da 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 riot. It's not no. Or is it one thought? Self will run. I don't really understand what it really means. This was something that. Well, it sounds like a sentence. Like, like if you if you're absorbed with yourself, you're gonna go crazy, basically. Yeah. Like that's what it sounds like. Yeah, because you know, here's why. Because it's like, this is gonna sound crazy, but you know, when you live, you know, in sobriety, you have to think, you know. In your head, how do I help the, my fellow man today, you know? Yeah. And what what meeting should I go to? Because by going to meetings, you, you meet people that are sick or did, that just got there. And you can put your hand out and shake their hand and go, welcome, you know? Yeah. All those little gestures and stuff take you out, take you out of yourself. Yeah. You know, so. And have you done meetings here since you've been in Montreal? Um, I tried to go to one. Jim Norton called me Sunday. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. It's okay. Oh, fuck it. He, he's, I he's, can cut he, it out if you need it. No, you don't have to cut it okay. out. Okay. I just won't do it again. <laughs> but um, somebody that looks like Jim Joe Norton <laughs> and acts like him said, let's go. But then I, we didn't end up going. I know Jim. I love him. I love him too. He, uh, he was a, a generous person to me when I was younger, starting out comedy in, in New York. Me too. Yep. He was, Not he in was New a York. dude. So you started in New York. I, I started in Boston. I did improv and I got into comedy and then I moved to New York short after. I was in Boston for like three or four years. How long have you been doing stand-up? This is my 16th year, 15th or 16th year. Why? Because you look like you've been... You, you, physically, you I don't... I insult coming. No. I'm be, this, is, no I, this is why... I, this is the joy part of it. Is, is that when you're, well, you're lucky because when you're on stage, you look and you are relevant wow. the way you their vibe and your energy and your voice is very relevant and modern whereas if you see somebody like i don't want to rip on anybody but let's say see you see a, a, another comic that's female that you're that's your age right that's kind of like rita rutner ish right like kind of old school right. right that's not what you are what you are is new school and you're just you really are there's something wrong with you <laughs> 
There's something. I honestly, there's something really fucking. What do you wrong think it is? Psychoanalyze I, me. What do you think it is? I don't know. It's like go, you're like somebody. You know what you remind me of is. What? You know who Rick Lastman is? Yeah, I don't know him personally. Okay, but so I, Rick Lastman. He's is. Is a kid that <laughs> that his first two auditions he got. That's unheard of. Yeah, undateable. He got at, that was his second audition. That's that's insane. It's insane, that's right? Insane. Because he doesn't know, right? He doesn't have that thing with, that I have, that, that doubt. Right. I have it, but I've, I've recognized it and I, and I, I, I kind of go, get, get the fuck away. Yeah. I recognize it because you know, I'm not a newbie in this game. It's 15, 16 years. And yeah. this is my, you know, if we want to go back to the self-doubt voice, it's the second, only the second time I've done JFL. So I think that the doubt has been driving the train for a, a long time. And so mm. I just have learned to sort of give myself a little bit more self-love, you know, going through crazy relationships and um, experiencing traumatic things like the loss of my father. Those things really fucking humbled me and made me sort of well, how old was you? How old, were, how old were you when your dad passed? My dad passed just this past October. Oh, my God. Yeah, but he was, he was it was only a year of him being sick. Yeah, but how old was he? Eighty. One, so we had a, you know, we had a good run. I want to tell you something. That's, yeah. I'm not, I don't even, I can't even believe I'm saying this. This is the one time, I may never even say it again. Okay. But my dad, the doctor thinks he's going to die in the next month or two. Why? Because he had 15 strokes. He just had a couple, you know. <sighs> so my brother is going there Wednesday to stay there for a bit, you know, because I'm out of town. But it's like, um. That you said that it's just it's weird. It's because it's like it's it's gonna happen to me soon. Like it's a reality. Yeah, and it's like, what, what do you do? You 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 embrace it. How? With art. That's right. And with humility. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, you're right. And Not being afraid of it, you know, grief is, it's it's something that like. You never know when it's going to show up. Mm. And you can't be afraid. Like for me, I'm not afraid to show it anymore. I don't care. Because honestly, it's a thing that's changed my life in the, for the better. And it's love. Grief yeah. is love. Yeah. You know, it's just presence. It's his presence. It's me realizing the relationship we had. He was the greatest dude, man. He, he taught me everything about comedy. Wow. Everything. Every Joey P showed up. Sorry, I cried, and then the the recording stopped. <laughs> that was crazy. Um, you think that your dad did that as a I ghost? Think, yeah, he probably showed up like, "Babe, shake it off. You you look like a fucking disaster." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What did he do for a living, your dad? He did. He had a lot of jobs. He um he tended bar, but he also was a, a housing inspector. So if you bought a home, he'd 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 explain like you know the radon testing oh no because i just bought one and we had an inspector and our inspector was cute too really he was a good dude yeah was he like a little italian man was no, he see-through might have been my dad's ghost no he's a good looking <laughs> white guy yeah yeah yeah, yeah you were t you were talking about your home purchase and how and it, you just it was a big purchase for you not only, it not only is it big it's like i i when i met my before i met my girlfriend i live in a condo right now but I bought a place, and when I get back into town, most of the stuff will be moved out of my apartment. You know what I mean? My condo, I mean? Yeah. Because we, I but, thought you meant like your girlfriend's moving out. No, 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 no she's like, not moving geez. out. No. But like, um, 
before I met my girlfriend, I thought to myself, I will always live in this condo because it's centrally located yep. to all the clubs. It's like five, ten minutes away, right? And also, I never thought I would be in a long-lasting relationship. How long have you been with your girlfriend? Six years, which is the longest. You know, I mean, like the, it, it used to go two years. Yeah, that was my run too. Two years? Two and done. It's like, all yeah, right, yeah, what's yeah, next? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over it. See, that's the problem with us is that... <laughs> We're so hard to please. It's not that... We get bored. Are you going to get naked? No, no, it's because I'm so cold. <laughs> why is it so cold in here? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's, why did you do it's that? It's like a fucking meat Why did you do just, just, Turn it off. Turn it off. <laughs> just go. Can you go over there and turn it off? Thank you. It's freezing. It's so my, freezing in here. Dead, all of our dead relatives are in Oh, is that, that's what it feels like. <laughs> It feels like there's a bunch of ghosts in here. Yeah. Sorry, we're we're gonna make it warmer. Um, what were we saying? You're talking about your girlfriend and how. We oh yeah, yeah. So like, can't hang on to relationships. Yeah, yeah. But when she she my girlfriend Kalila. That's a beautiful name. Thank you. You didn't you didn't name her. Why are you saying thank you? It's so weird when people say that. Like That's your so dog true. is so cute. Thank you. Did it come out of your pussy hole? You didn't give birth to the dog. Yeah, but it's just one of those socially things, social things that you say and you don't bring it back up. It's weird. Who the fuck brings it up? <laughs> you fucking psychopath. Kalila? Kalila? Kalila. It's beautiful. So I met her. So when I met her on Tinder, I met her on Tinder. And I, when I, you know, when we match, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to smash <laughs> this fucking pussy all day, every day, man. Right? And she was hot. I was like, I can't. Right? But when I met her, she lived in Long Beach and she was a nurse. And I met her at a coffee shop. We sat on a couch. And the couch was long. We kind of like this one. Yeah, we were the only ones on it. And she, why I loved her is because she's pretty, but she sat really close to me and she never looked away. Wow. And then while we were, ta- we were talking, I started getting scared. Because <laughs> in my head, I'm like, I can't smash this. <laughs> Because it's intense? You no, know, it's like, if I smash this, this is going to be forever. Right. Right. Right? Yeah, it was like, one. Of, you knew so that. So then I smashed, and I was like, oh, yeah, it was forever. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. She's a nurse, man. She's, here, she's helping people. Here's how she helped my career. She changed my whole career. Did you know that? How? Everything. I'll tell you how. I used to have this, I still have it, a fear of auditioning. Oh, yeah. Same. I'm terrible in mm-hmm. there. We just talked about this in the last episode. You did? Yeah, with Chris Frangiola. Yeah, I've had... I'm going to tell you the craziest audition story ever. Okay. I, so, <laughs> so CAA signs me, mm-hmm. right? And I have a team that's like the best team you could ever have. Yep. I mean, these guys reps all the cool, you know, huge movie star right. comedy guys. Yep. And I'm like, I'm in. So they called me, and I had never, like, I didn't understand what they were saying, but they're like, you have an audition for a movie, but, like, it's a first read with just the casting director. Yes. So when they said that, I said to myself, oh, I don't have to even read it then. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, you, you know what I mean? So I just, like, I'll just read it on the way over there. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bobby. So when I show up, here's how I know things are weird. No one else is there. You know, you go to a lobby yeah, and you're signing and you're in. Just like, uh, and I looked at you the look sheet. at all the competition. No one. I'm the only name on it. There's only one so sheet. So it was like a layup. No. Oh no. It was a disaster. Oh god. So then I'm thinking, there's something weird here. It's also a lady comes out and she goes, "You want a glass glass of water?" 
like auditions, they won't even fucking let you. You're lucky you the, if you get one. You don't even get the bathroom key. No. Right? They yeah. don't give a fuck, yeah, right? There's nothing out in the hallway. So I'm there with a glass of water. And then also, so what I noticed was there was a little river in it inside with koi fish. And There's just gigantic, gigantic wooden doors. And I'm like, this is unlike anything I've ever experienced. But in my head, I'm like, this is how CA does it. But then when I walked through the door, there was 30 fucking people in there. <gasps> oh, nightmare. Camera set up. Oh, no. Um, I, I, they, they put a mic on you. Oh, no. Right? The director, all the producers, I think one of the stars. Oh, God. Oh, God. And as, as I walked into <laughs> this room. Read the thing. Yeah, I, I never read it. Oh, no. So at the end, when I walk in, I knew in my head, my body and my mind were t- connected. And it said, get the fuck out of there. Really? You left? You cannot. Do, there's, you can't do this. You got to get, the, or you're going to get so embarrassed. So what did you say? So this is what I did. So, <gasps> Did so you tell you, me I had sickle cell? No, no, no. <laughs> you can't tell 30 people you don't know you have sickle well, cell. Well, apparently you do. Yeah, yeah. So this is what happened. So you be the casting director, right? Because I had the okay. first line, right? So I want you to say, um, okay, Bobby, whenever you're ready, and I'm going to sh- show you how long it took for me to even say anything. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I walk in the room. They put the mic on. They put me on my mark. Go ahead. Uh, okay, Bobby. Whenever you're ready. Okay. <sighs> Bye. <laughs> And I left the room. You did. Bobby. I said bye effeminately. And I left the room. As I get in my car, my agents, my new agents called. Oh, my God. And they basically said, you're done. They, that, was, that was like a huge director. I'm not going to tell you who it was. but um, it Tell was me a, who it was. I, I'll tell you later. What's the first letter of the I'm first I'm going to tell you later. Martin Scorsese. No, not that big. It's between Roman Polanski. No, it's between that big and a YouTuber. In between, and like Shyamalan. That's his, that's not how you say his name, by the way. Shyamalan. Shyamalan. I'm not Shyamalan. Shyamalan. Do you like his, Do you like him? I do. Shyamalan. <laughs> it's not Shyamalan. Char- Let me ask you something. You know, you like God. what's M. your favorite movie? What's your favorite movie by him? Um, I probably would like the most recent one he did. It was. The vi- the visit, the visit was great. That wasn't the most recent one, but that was great. Oh, it wasn't. No, he did a movie called um, Split and Glass. Oh, I liked Split. Yeah, I enjoyed Split. Glass was not good. Glass was interesting. It was a little difficult. A little to get difficult into. to get into. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Split, I like uh, the actor, James yeah, McAvoy. He's great. He's so great. So when I'm now back to I'm in the car, my my agents go, "You're done," and I'm like, "Oh, I'm just got thrown out of CA," which was true. But then what happened was. My PA, my personal appearance guy, yeah. Matt, who's the head of the comedy yeah, department. Yeah, Matt's great. You know Matt? Yep. You're with CAA? I am with CAA. Oh, that's crazy. Yep. So Matt calls me and he goes, listen, I, there's this kid named Ben Day. He just got here. He's a young guy. He wants to take you on. So, so you didn't get kicked out. No, but I lost the big ones. But let me say something about Ben, though. Okay. He, he, he was a lifesaver because... He is the only one that can deal with my psych- psychotic behavior right. when it comes to auditioning. Right, and understands it. Yeah, so, what, so this is how my girlfriend helped me. 
my girlfriend came into my life and she's like, how come you're not in these movies and these TV shows? I go, I just I have this. I just can't. I, I can't go. I can't go in. It's just, sometimes it's great, but sometimes it's a disaster. And she goes, well, you know, I'll just let you know. I'm not going to date you then. I go, why? Because I don't want to date a pussy. And I go. How yeah. far into the relationship was Pretty this? Pretty you, you knew. God, I like her a lot. So I go, I'm no pussy. <laughs> So yeah, you you you're afraid to fail, and you you're just a coward. So then, um, I said to her, "I'll go, I'll go, I'll start going." <laughs> but this is how she helped me. So one time, maybe a couple of months after that, I um I get this audition for a, a sitcom for NBC, and the lines are complicated. But I looked at her and I went, "I'm gonna." Read this. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna in. actually read this before I go into the room. But I only said that my intentions was right. So I was out in my balcony, smoke. I used to smoke then, and I was out there for hours. But I was, I was just on YouTube videos. I you weren't looking because at I knew I was gonna sleep Bobby. through it the next day. Because that was my way you lie. out. Your lie is to sleep through it. But what she did was she set the alarm, her alarm. So when she, I was awoken, she goes, "All right, let's go." Get ready. And I go. Did you come confess? Yeah, I go, I, I wasn't going to do it. I didn't read it. She said, I don't care. You're going. So we drive to Burbank or wherever, you know, M- you know NBC is. Like, uh, and I, um, we're outside, oh, not even through the gate. And we're almost in a fist fight. <laughs> I love this girl. Said, you fucking pussy, you bitch. You know what I mean? And, like, <laughs> and so that my last thing was like, all right, well, I'm going to go in. And I'm, you're going to have a bad day because you're going to have to deal with me bombing. <laughs> so, that, you know, I wait there for an hour because it's one of those, like, cattle calls. Yep. One of the ones that, you know. <laughs> and I know everyone in the room. Oh, Reese Darby, Eric Griffin, no. that guy, that guy, everyone, right? There's no way I'm going to get it. I don't know it. I don't, know any, I don't even know what I'm playing. Do, what was it for? It was for, well, I'll tell okay, you. Okay, okay. So I go in and, and they go, hi, um, you want, what's your name? And I, and I just go into it. Right. And I just read it off the page. So you go, hey, welcome. I go, and I just start reading it off the page. <laughs> and then I, I take the thing. They don't even see my face. I take the page off. I don't even say goodbye. I just walk out of the room. <laughs> that night I got it. Was it? That night I got it. Well, they, they called and they go, we want to test them. And then Monday I got it. It was a Friday, the Monday I got it. And then I, and I went home and I looked at Kalila and I went, you're right. Yeah, I would have never got this. if. And here's the thing is that I did the pilot. It was called Problem Child, which is a sh- it was based on that shitty movie. Yeah, I remember that. I remember the right. original. It was me, Matthew Lillard, a bunch of people. And what that did for me was it gave me confidence. Yeah. Right? It was just one of those. It, it also gave me what? I made like forty grand off yes, of that. Yes, I mean right? that's, that's, yeah, that's yeah. survival money. Yeah, that's survival. That gets you to the next gig. Yeah, and um, so she taught me a big lesson. And then same with the podcast. She's like, "You got to do a podcast." She she convinced you to do Tiger Belly. Yeah, fuck that. I'll never do one. I said, "Fuck you." I'm already doing auditions for you. She she went to Guitar Center and bought all the equipment. Dude, she's badass. She's the best. So she set up in the spare room and she, she went like this. She goes, you know what? If you're not going to do it, I'm going to do one. So for weeks she did it on her own. And I would walk by the room, peek in, 
And she's just sitting there by herself <laughs> with the thing, not knowing what to say. <laughs> not knowing what to say, right? And then one day I just said, Talking about BPMs and yeah. <laughs> levels, people's <laughs> yeah, yeah. vitals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what she was doing. <laughs> and she was, she'd bring friends in, but they weren't comics. It, yeah. it was weird. Oh, we're losing light. It's okay. It's all right. So then I just started doing, I just said, like, fuck it. I, one day I just went and wa- walked in the room and I just did it with her. And we just did one a week. And then all of a sudden, a couple of years later, I don't even need to do the road. I mean, just make money. You know, kind of just survive off of the podcast money, you know? I mean, she did that for me too. She's an angel. And not only that, it tripled my road Right, numbers. because the podcast brings yeah. in the, the and, fans. And that's why I'm here. Dude. Montreal. Because you, no one can now go, I did it all. Yep. You know, I can act. I can do panel shows. Yep. I can do stand-up. I can do podcasts. And they can't, it'll just get to a point where the naysayers, not people here, but I'm just saying in general. In general. They can't go, it's a flash in the pan or, you know, he got lucky. Right. You, you know, I've been in so long that it's like, I even say to myself, you've proven to yourself that you belong here. Absolutely. Out of sheer just determination and perseverance. Yeah. And the biggest naysayer being that little voice in you. I know. It's not even the ones on the outside because they're always going to be there. Yeah. They either reinforce the one on the inside or it just bounces off and goes into the universe. Yeah. And, you know, your girlfriend saved you, but you you did the work. She just pushed you. And, and, her, and her influence is huge and everything, but I'm sure you recognize that you did it. Yeah. You did all you you did the work. Like you brought yourself to those moments and those opportunities and you achieved them being you. I th- okay, well, I guess yeah. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I never really try to think about stuff like that because I don't want to give myself too much credit, but you're right, I did do it. You don't and have I never, to, I will. I know, you did it for me, yeah. I'm just not good with compliments. You're not good. Yeah. I, I, I tried to give you some. You tried to give me the one. The other night, yeah. When we got into the van on the, from the airport here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said. No, I said it to you at the show, too. I oh, felt, yeah, you I did. I kept saying, you're the best, you're in this and that, you're amazing. I, I even told that to Kalila. I go, just, you, just Jessime Peluso is a fucking beast. And I was like, no. Yeah, you're a beast, you know, but. <laughs> You're, you're you're also an anomaly, though. <laughs> no, you in a good way. You are. Yeah. There's no one on planet Earth like you. That's real. That's honestly a really you know? big compliment. And um, coming from an Asian alien like yourself. Wow, that was racist. Uh, I mean, just a little. But look at our. our did shirts. you have Did you have ra- um, Asian friends growing up? Yeah, remember that we started the. Yeah, but which one was it again? It was a high school from my high school. What was their names? I don't even remember. I mean, See, it was they're like not friends. We in high school. You didn't have Asian friends then. I had a, a, Asian friends in high school. You would know their fucking name. I'm just not friends. Are you? Do you know friends from high school? Yeah. Who? Name Tom one. DeLong. Tom DeLong. Yeah. I grew. I had a friend named Bo- Bobby DeLong. Yeah. Yeah. My. But he was got, white. He was My guy Asian. was in a band called Blink One Eighty Two, though. We had a kid, Sam, and he was not. He was he really? Yeah, Tom DeLong was in Blink One Eighty Two. He was three years before me. I don't really know him that well. I used to bully him. I think. Did you have white friends? Oh my god! I was the king of white friends, man. <laughs> I had so many white friends. I had I never saw a black person until in my twenties. I don't think. Wow. Yeah. Our high school was like all throughout the ninth grade. Like every day, every day we went to school, there was like a fight between all of 
the kids, everybody, yeah. everybody was fighting in the cafeteria. Wow. Yeah, it was just all these different I, I, that's children. That's the one thing that I'm mad punches. at my parents for not moving us into a more urban area. I that's one of my favorite things about where I grew up. That's great. Yeah, I got exposed to all different cultures. Syracuse is a really big Asian community. It does. Yeah, I just don't remember any of their names. <laughs> <laughs> Now, let me ask you this now, Justin, man. Let me ask you this right now. Do you have Asian friends now, aside from me? Yeah. Who? Esther Koo. Are you friends with Esther yeah. Koo? I know Esther. I, I haven't hung out with her in a while, but she's been I on the podcast a bunch of times. fucking love her. She's great. She's, she's an anomaly. One of the craziest Koreans crazy. I've ever yeah. met. She's crazy. Like, there's something just completely off about yeah. her. My parents, if she was my daughter, if my parents had a daughter and that was her, that they would have killed her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's been on my she's other crazy. podcast, Hilarious. We got high. She's done my podcast. She's great. I love it. No, she's a lot of fun. And she's another comedian that just doesn't give a fuck. She does anything she wants to do. She's not worried about if it's offensive, who's going to say what, if she's not going to get work from it. There's several different kinds of Koreans. And, you know, the kind that I am and the kind Esther is and, uh, and um, the other Koreans in the yeah. business Right, the are, three or four other ones. Well, like, no, like David Cho is not a stand-up, but he's an artist. He's one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. He's like one of the biggest he's, artists he's in the world. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's unbelievable. Yeah, and the re- the reason why my brother what was that? I think it was one of the cam- we we are having such a magical show that I think does one that, of the cameras does that need to be? You to did a, one of your cameras go? Let's out? just finish. Okay. We have to wrap it up. Yeah, why? A couple minutes. Why? Because all the equipment's dying. Oh, because we're, we're doing good we're, right we're now. We're doing so well. David Cho is the one that helped my save my brother because my little brother had nothing going on and David wanted to start a band and my brother's the lead singer of his band. That's dope. Yeah. It's the arts. The arts saved you. But David and Esther and some of the other Koreans are the kind... We're like more working class Koreans, which is like if we lived in Korea, Esther and I would be in a mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding you. We would be moving rocks. Like, there's no place in uh, Korea for working us. Working class? Not now. You wouldn't go back and they would put if you we in know, a mine. If we were born there, I'm just saying. Right. If Esther and I were, she was my sister and we were born there, we would be literally having a hat with a light on it. <laughs> you know? I don't want you to go, but we I know, have we to have, go. Listen, I'm going to say something say right something now. Say something before we leave. I know, but I, you, you can understand, though, why... The next time I do it, we should do it longer because you, you and I can talk forever. Yeah, we can. And you're honestly, thank you for being vulnerable and sharing some darkness. It's great. No, I'm going to go past. have some lunch and then I'm going to go go back to bed. Okay, I love you. Bobby. I love you. Bye.